0: Everybody to the Sports Predictor Podcast. I'm your host, Al Walsh. We are brought to you by SportsPredictor.com, where professional bettors share their best plays. Get the winning edge by subscribing to sports picks packages from long term winning bettors. Once again, that's SportsPredictor.com. Also, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at PredictorHQ. Once again, and Twitter at Predictor HQ. On today's episode, we're finally getting a little bit of hockey here uh, with the boy Rory Sheridan, who is a professional NHL bettor since the year 2016. He's got a total of eight years in proprietary sports betting experience, trading against some of the best in the world. Uh, Rory's actually got some nice NHL player and team models that have consistently beaten the market. If you'd like to follow Rory, do so at uh, rory underscore sheridan on twitter once again on twitter at rory underscore sheridan rory first of all thank you for joining us but uh how, how does a guy from the uk become such a hockey expert
1: hi there, alan yeah thank you very much for having me so it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on the on the show um yeah so i, I, I bet hockey i'm from the uk uh, it's an interesting one uh, <laughs> i actually started off watching the league here now uh, the league in England is actually very a very bad standard. Uh, not many people go. It's such a slow pace. It's sluggish compared to the NHL. Um, but I was just one of those people that used to go on a weekend. Um, obviously, I used to play all the EA Sports NHL games. I NHL love, those, love
0: those.
1: Yeah. So obviously the classic games. Um, so I've always been into it. And also for me, I, I really love the physicality um, of the sport, the end-to-end action-packed. Um, you don't always get out in every other sport so for me it's kind of a it's a real unique um, action-packed game and that, that's that's really had me hooked from an early age uh, even when our league isn't particularly good over here so yeah that's, uh, that's how I got into it really so
0: just, yeah, so it's funny. So I actually played hockey for over 20 years. I played in juniors. I played in college. But it's hysterical. Now hockey is like the fourth sport that I watch, you know, like I'm, I'm a much bigger, you know, basketball, uh, baseball and football fan. But it, yeah, you know, it's just it's funny how that all works out. So, being that you're over there in the UK, obviously, uh, you know, as I just found out today, we got the five-hour time difference. I thought we were at six; all good. But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. But uh, we now, got there in yeah. Now, do you stay up and watch all these games, or do you catch them in the morning?
1: Now that's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> I have done the full stint, so for me, uh, the whole process. I mean, it works quite nicely here in the UK. The early market kind of opens um, early afternoon, so um i kind of get up in the morning i price the games i'm ready for the early market um around 1 p.m uk time it's obviously much earlier in the east coast um uh, i'm ready to, to take the market i'm looking at odds i'm looking at the night before but sometimes i go for a whole process i go the whole day i watch all the injuries come through um i then so i have had nights obviously i need to watch the games as well so i, I need some expert opinion i can't just be a pure model based better um, and I have done the full stint and stayed up all night. Um, and obviously the the West Coast games here finish at six a.m. So we're always kind of waiting for the San Jose Sharks to go off, and then I can uh, get to bed. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it sometimes it's been unhealthy. So you know, it's a it's a, it's a gambler's lifestyle. But uh, I, I can't I can't say do it every night, but I try and do it as as much as I can, um, depending on other commitments. So yeah.
0: Nice. So, yeah, you've done pretty well here with professional betting in hockey. And to me, I, feel, I find it more impressive to do that in hockey as opposed to other sports. Basketball, you have a lot of one-on-one matchups. Maybe college, you're playing a lot more zone. Uh, you know, football, there are different defensive schemes that a guy can go at. But in hockey, there are so many moving parts. And, you know, you're not necessarily going to get a top line against a top line. Those, those matchups are always going to change. How do you visualize it or, you know, how does your system compute it in a way that allows you to have that success?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I have a few models that r- run alongside each other. Um, I, I kind of break it down to parts. So obviously the the key part of hockey is is, is the goalies. Um, the, the very large factor in, in, in a game-by-game basis is, is goalies that are playing. And, and that's actually part of the large edge of hockey is, it's not the same as baseball where the pitches are listed, the goalies aren't listed. So there's actually, when a goalie's changes, there's edges there. Um, So that's one part. Um, I have a a model for players. So every player I've rated, um, I have a percentage probability of how, how how they affect the game, um, depending on a number of factors. Um, I I model travel factors um, and rest factors. So, how many times they've played, where they've played, um, the situations—was it back to back home and home, back to back away and away? Um, you know, so some of these these teams going really uh, brutal scarce schedules out to the west coast or east coast, and uh, they're there for quite uh, for many games. Um, but I mean, it, the good thing about hockey is the sample size. So, and, and you know, similar to NBA and baseball, you get so many games a season, so many kind of. Repeatable um, areas is it's, it's, it, that's kind of good for modelling. Um, but I won't go into the full magic. That's kind of what that's where I'm at with everything I've got in my model. Um, there are some other factors I look at, um, kind of tactically based, and uh, you know line versus line combos. Um, but that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of where it's the next level where it's going to. And obviously, the, there's increased analytics going on with hockey at the moment so we'll, we'll see what comes out and hopefully be a few new websites with uh, some great kind of statistical analysis and, and uh, other ideas but it's yeah that's kind of everything that goes into mine at the moment um, there are a couple of uh, rest factors which are kind of haven't been repeated a lot so kind of our teams have played six games in nine days and five games in seven days um, which is pretty pretty hectic but um, they're still kind of small sample sizes there's a lot of kind of difference of opinion in the market there right. but they're kind of all the, the factors i really put in um and obviously you know there's a lot of more further detail uh on that but yeah that's the kind of the, the parts i break it into and oh, sorry, obviously the, the team model as a given yeah. um is the main is the main model and all these come off it so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at with it um yeah
0: so hockey is kind of a unique game in that, you know, number one, we got a lot of teams that are up in Canada, a lot of cold weather cities. So obviously, you know, if you're playing the game, a back end of a back to back, right. And then you're coming into, I don't know, like Calgary, you know, for the night, not exactly the, the most welcoming weather off the plane, you know, and especially after playing, a, you know, a knockout dragon game, maybe in San Jose the night before. How how does the that schedule kind of factor into your model, and you know maybe all those different travel factors as well?
1: Yeah, so it it, it comes down to the patterns of it. So it's happened quite a few times where uh, teams have you know played the uh, three and four or four and six, and and, and the home and the away schedule have been the same. But yeah, there's these certain situations where sometimes teams have they've been all the way out west and they've they've gone to east, and you even see it on Twitter sometimes there's there's you know, the report says they arrive late in the evening, and uh, it's very hard. Sometimes, especially, particularly, if there's an early game the next day, right. and they've arrived late. It's it's very unsettling to the players. I mean, it's, that's not model based. That's just that's just life, right? That's just yeah. uh, that's that's human. So um, that that some of that is quite difficult to model. But I I kind of do it on a pattern based style. Unless there's something, I wouldn't really change stuff massively. Um, unless there's kind of a really obvious. You know, uh, west to east, early start, plane arrive late, kind of situation. But the generally a lot of these factors have been repeated. They they kind of they can be modelled um quite decently, um. But yeah, there's obviously a lot to lots factor in. Um, that's kind of how I deal with it. So. Cool. Uh,
0: now there was a past interview or um I believe something I read, uh, our, our good friend David Duffield gave me the info here where he uh, in the past yeah. you've called. Uh, NHL betting market soft. Uh, yeah. I get, what do you mean by that? I guess for some of our, uh, newer listeners and then why, why are the odds makers so many making so many mistakes?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one. So, I mean, just a little bit about my background actually is why I found this soft is, um, I used to work for a, for a betting exchange. Um, and we had a lot of kind of bettors coming in, betting several uh, different sports, and uh, hockey was always kind of the one that seemed uh, the most volatile. It's, it's kind of smaller limits. It's kind of the fourth sport in America, small limits and kind of, for some reason the bookmakers don't really pay uh, full attention to it. I don't, I don't know why that is. I got, this, the limits are small. They're kind of waiting for the sharp bettors to come and and push the odds into line. They're not really too fussed with the early market. Um, why that still goes, goes on, I, I don't know. Um, but obviously I'm still here and I'm still winning so I, I hope it continues. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it seems to be a lot of these bookies turn a blind eye to hockey and I, I don't particularly know why other than it being smaller than uh, NBA, baseball and American football. Uh, I don't really, don't really know why but I hope it continues and I hope, I hope it gets uh, pushed about more by big people who don't know what they're doing. That'd be ideal you know, as, as it would be in any sport but, um yeah, I think uh, it's it's hard to say, but I mean, the edges it throws up um, compared to every other sport. I've kind of i've i've traded every sport um, previously, and and it just for me, this is the kind of biggest edge of any sport I've I've uh, modelled. Uh, and I've tried, I'll try, I'll try and model anything, and I'll try and bet anything. But for me, hockey is kind of a real sweet spot um, with market size and edge, and uh, obviously, there's so many games as well. It's a repeatable chance to make money every day. Um, so yeah it's, it's great
0: uh, alright so we're talking here with Rory Sheridan who's a professional NHL better uh, he's our guy over here at Sports Predictor for the puck uh, you can catch him on Twitter at Rory underscore Sheridan so uh, again, how is the NHL season going for you so far and also you know, can you just give the listeners a little bit uh, you know a little summary uh, I guess of what you do for the, uh, the subscribers here at Sports Predictor
1: yeah so I'm um, I'm I'm, I'm Provided my plays um, in hockey. So I, I, I model totals and I model uh, money line sides. Um, so I'm on a regular, but on a daily basis, I'm giving out several plays. Um, sometimes, I mean, I've, there was a couple of tweets the other day where I, I, I did 10 in one day, I think it was, was my record this year. So there's a lot of plays um, available at Sports Predictor. Um, and basically my model it is yours if you subscribe. Um, you get access to all my plays and they're all my genuine plays, the same plays I'm playing as well um, through the day. So, yeah, that, that's all available. Um, so far, the season started quite um, quite flat and then it's kind of picked up and been doing really well in the totals recently. Um, takes a while for models to kick in, obviously, at the start. Um, there's, quite a, there's quite a few big team changes this year, kind of um, New Jersey Devils, etc., um so yeah that's where i'm at so yeah
0: all right got that's that's where i'm at in new jersey and yes the fans are not happy with that so yeah i was
1: gonna say if you uh (laughs) that's your team right
0: no i'm actually i'm actually a tampa bay lightning fan i i lived down in tampa Uh, for a while but you know born and raised here in jersey and moved around a bit and back here so Yes, definitely. Yeah. The fans are not happy, and they would like to get whatever they can for Taylor Hall immediately.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, sure they would. He's a fantastic <laughs> player. Actually, it's interesting because actually the Devils was my first ever. I've been to a lot of games. It was my first ever NHL game. I actually oh, nice. went to. Was at the uh, Prudential Center, and it was uh, yeah, Devils Ottawa and Sen, sends in. Uh, how long ago was that? Seven years ago, I think that was, and uh, it was a classic, boring two-one <laughs> shootout win. So there you go. That's when the devils were were an unders bet every game. I think they uh, they were kind of a five line back then. Nice. Uh, every game. so yeah, it's interesting.
0: Um, all right, So, in addition to hockey, do you do any other sports, or is hockey your bread and butter? There,
1: hockey's my main one, just because I have the, the biggest edge in it. I have tried lots of different sports. Um, I do, I do have an edge on uh, Premier League and um soccer in England and some smaller league soccer um obviously i'm i I'm mean in, I'm, I'm in england so i'm a big fan of soccer uh my team plays i've got the team in the second division the team in the fifth division uh so i do model those um to some success uh, also nfl i've got i, I win on nfl uh, not as much as hockey but um i do find that's a good spot for uh kind of uh I uh, loose money kind of holding up the market. Um, it's quite easy to read some of the sharp sharp plays um, early, early in the week. Uh, and then other than that, I've, I've had success in Australian sports as well, funnily oh, wow. enough, um, Aus- Australian rules and uh, rugby league. I do that as well to, in the summer. That's kind of my summer project. When hockey finishes, I start cracking on with the Amer- uh, Australian sports. So. Nice.
0: Now, now maybe not so much recently right we're seeing a lot more ho- uh, scoring going on in hockey right now but do you, you find any similarities to Premier League soccer or you know any of the leagues over there to the NHL uh
1: not particularly although both uh, leagues have actually have had an increase in scoring um obviously there's the the, the years a couple of years back, it was a slashing penalty that was increasing power plays in NHL yeah. um so there's increasing goals there. Um, and also, obviously, the Premier League has the uh, VAR video referee this season. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's very controversial over here. But uh, quite, I'd say, how uh, uh, to say this nicely, English people are a bit uh, living in the dark ages of sport. They're not really fans of video uh, referees and decisions. But in my opinion, it's the right decision to have it. So that's kind of in they're giving out more penalties, and we're seeing kind of an increase in in goals being allowed. And um, but other than that, there's not really any similarities. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely an interesting one for sure.
0: Hey, look, I'm of the mentality we got the technology, let's use it, let's get it right. You
1: know? Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. I think we're a bit backward, but um, <laughs> it's coming slowly. We'll get there. We will get there eventually.
0: <laughs> now, you've actually uh, worked as a sports trader, right? So um, let's can you explain that role maybe the people who are new to sports betting maybe uh, might not know what that is
1: yeah so, sure so uh, sports traders I mean in my opinion it's it's basically treating sports markets as a as kind of financial stock market discipline so you're really in order to make it you really have to eliminate any emotion and, and bias from your your thinking it's it's hard to be um, it's, it's quite hard to be um, an expert in sport and eliminate all your uh, bias. You know, there is sometimes some good stuff you can, you can smooth models with, but uh, generally bias and, and emotion is a bad thing. So it, it requires a very much analytical mindset, um, you know, trying to prove everything wrong, not right as such. Um, and the, the biggest, you know, take home message I could say to anybody who was, who was taking it on was, um, would be to, it, the price is the most, relevant aspects is you know it's, it's how much you beat the market by is that price reflexive of the probability of that team winning um a lot of people who who bet really don't understand that that fact um and that's that's kind of the key to to cracking any market and winning any sport is i mean it's it's taking the fun out of sport but that's, it's uh you can still win you know it's winning's fun so um it's that kind of discipline that, that that kind of trading discipline that and that kind of cold mentality not to get carried away winning or, or too downbeat if you lose and it's taken all that emotion out um you know there's times you go through spells you, you can lose 20 coin flips and row just by chance i mean it's very unlikely and you could have an edge but it still happens it's, it's happened before um so yeah it, it's it's was trading. Is you know sports trading is all about the price betting the the game and and hopefully your price beats the closing price and you uh, you know in the long run you win. Um, and that's essentially what it is. Right.
0: So obviously, you know, doing that for a living, you've you've dealt with a lot of different sports books, I imagine. Um, if you could create the perfect sports book, what would, what would that look like, and uh, who would you choose to be the spokesman for that campaign? Um,
1: yeah. So I think in my perception I mean obviously the easiest way to win as a sports book is have your prices really wide and, and have lots of people willing to bet right. but if it was my sports book I would actually want to run the the tightest prices so I want to get the best prices in the world out and the, the best have the best trading team and give out the best limits because having the information of other people is uh, on other, once you give out the best prices all the best pros sharp bettors will come and bet at your sports and if you, if you can handle that um, and you have a great trading team, great number yourself, um, you get so much from that information from uh, all the top players. And the top players in the world will find you if, if your sportsbook is offering the best odds. Uh, obviously, you need to be careful because you don't want to get run over and you don't lose lots of money to these guys. But yeah. that's what I do. I mean, personally, that's what I do. And I attract all these people and I'd, I'd observe everyone else. And, you know, that helps to stay ahead of the curve as well as so to swap a few ideas with people. Um but, yeah, it's an interesting one because um, that's that's what I do. Um, a lot of people have different opinions on it, but that's it's quite an aggressive approach. Um, but that's kind of my style, really.
0: All right. All right, so to close out the show, uh, once again, we're here at Rory Sheridan, who's the NHL guy over here at SportsPredictor.com. Make sure you check out his stuff. I uh, you know a lot of people are very excited with football and basketball underway. Hey, don't forget about hockey, folks. We still got that going on. And Rory's here to do it for you. All right. Uh now I know on the notes here I said who you know who you like to face each other in the Stanley Cup, but there are there any teams that have surprised you either positively or negatively so far this season?
1: Uh, I've I've been in. I mean I had Winnipeg quite low, so the Jets very low at start of season, and I actually had the Devils very high um, with the trades they got in. Um, so that's two teams that I actually would, would – probably the worst calls I made. Um, so the Jets have actually performed best, than I expected, and I expect the Devils have have been really blow apart. Um, so I, uh, you know, i expected better. I think uh, there's, you know, Islanders are an interesting one. They're statistically not, pl- uh, performing great. The underlying stats aren't great, but they're they're playing unbelievably again. Uh, they've done that great run yep. uh, last year. They're fantastic. Obviously, Barry Trotz is fantastic coach. Um, they really are defying everything roster wise, uh, statistics. Um, so they're a really interesting one for me. Um, you know, it's it's. They're, it's one of those teams, that's, as I was saying before, it was hard to eliminate emotion, but you kind of want to bet them. But the number doesn't always allow because the statistics underlying right. shows that they can't keep it up. But they have been keeping it up. So they're a difficult one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're the kind of standout so far.
0: Uh, all right. So, uh, final question who, uh, who do you like to face each other in the cup this year? And uh, who's, who's going to be raising that bad boy when it's over?
1: Yeah. So. I tell you, my, so who I have at the top is very boring, which is Boston <laughs> and Tampa, which uh-huh. I'm sure everyone has. But who I'd like to see um, would be really interesting. I think, I mean, there's a, there's a small shot if you're going to bet the value, as you should. Um, I'd like to see uh, Colorado versus the Leafs. Okay. Um, I think they've Colorado have actually been playing pretty well and they've they have had their, a lot of their team out all the season so far. Um so they're still playing very well and underlying stats are still decent. Um you know, they, you know they've had Landon go out and Ranson and, and uh, Johnson's just gone down as well now. So and also the Leafs I love this new uh, coach angle. Um I think he's going to be a great coach for the Leafs. Um they've got a great set of players so, you know they they really um, if I really was going to say who I would really want to lift the cup, it'd be the Leafs. Um, you know, they've, they've gone through some really tough times recently. You know, they're obviously a great historical team in NHL, so that'd be kind of uh, – I'd love to see that. I mean, uh, it's going to be a push to see it happen or see them reach yeah. the final. But if I was going to bet on value, I'd bet uh, Colorado Leafs uh, final.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the odds here on uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Colorado plus 1100, tied with the Blues and. Uh, Vegas for having the best odds to uh, raise the cup at the end of the year right now so
1: yeah yeah
0: good line of thinking uh by the way let's go do you you know obviously the St. Louis Blues who won the cup last year didn't make their move until about mid-season um is there any kind of lower dangling team that you think could make that that move sort of like St. Louis did
1: they could do. There is potential for them to to do that again. I mean, they've had Tarasenko out for quite a while. Um, they've had a couple of forwards out. They they tend to get a few injuries at the start of the season. When they have done recently, and uh, you know they could definitely go on and run. Uh, again, um, the, the trouble is that their backup goalie is is really lost the kind of plot at the moment. Um, I've got kind of Jake Allen pretty low in my model. Um, yeah, I mean, St. Louis could do it again. They could. Uh, they could go on a run. So we'll see. I mean, uh, once they get a healthy, roster back, and they, you know, they could, they could. There's no no reason they couldn't get to the final again themselves. So,
0: all right, very interesting. All right, folks, that was Rory Sheridan, the NHL guy here over at SportsPredictor.com. Make sure you go to the website, check out all uh, the sports picks packages that we got from long term winning betters. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter there at Predictor H two. Once again, that's on Twitter at Predictor H two. Uh, you can also follow Rory on Twitter at Rory underscore Sheridan. Uh, make sure you definitely check his stuff out. Rory, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's All been right. a pleasure.
0: Yep. All right, folks. We'll be back uh, with the uh, Thanksgiving Day podcast coming up for the NFL with Chris Dawson later today. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Once again, sportspredictor.com. See you later.